0: 2 Samuel chapter 22. And as you're turning there, just want to give you a couple announcements as we get started. And uh, there'll be a few more people coming in tonight. First of all, uh, for those of you accustomed to going through our prayer list, we're not going to do that tonight. But in the foyer is uh, the prayer list. And there are some updated prayers on that. One of the things we need to be praying for is the Oaxaca trip. Uh, Mitch Newland will be leaving with Caleb this week, going to Oaxaca. So we'll need to make sure to be praying for them. Another thing uh, that you want to look for is the highlighted items. There's several new items and updates on the list that we need to keep up with. So keep take a look at that and make sure that you uh, lift them up in prayer. And so, yeah, if you have a Bible, turn to Second Samuel chapter 22. And as you're doing that, I just want to give you a couple more announcements. Christmas Day service, I know it seems early, but you know what? It'll be here like that. Normally we have a Christmas Eve uh, service this year, candlelight service. We're not having that. I don't know if it's collective, aww. Or like, oh, so uh, because obviously Christmas Day is Sunday, so uh, that's a lot of a lot of, of uh, you know folks got to uh, spend time with their families and do the family activities. So for this year, we're not having the Christmas Eve service because we are having Christmas Day service right here, and we will have gifts uh, for the children and the teens as we always do uh, on a, on Christmas Eve. We're going to do that on Christmas morning, so you'll want to be here for that. And uh, we'll have one service, uh, and, and it'll be a family-style service. We will have child care for the uh, seedlings and uh, the lambs, uh, but after the other ages will be in here with us. So that'll be a good time. Make sure you mark that down. And, uh, and then uh, just another uh, quick reminder that the Focus, Missions Focus Conference is coming up December 28th through the 31st, so you'll be looking for that. And you can sign up online at the lffellowship.org or com. So let's have a word of prayer and then I want to read a passage of Scripture and then we're going to spend some time praising and get into the message tonight and then we'll have a few testimonies and we'll be ready to go home and you ladies that are working and or men working on Thanksgiving can get to the business at hand. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to gather tonight. I just pray, God, that in everything the Bible tells us to give thanks, there's so much to give thanks for. Lord, I pray, God, that we tonight as we focus on this evening of thanksgiving, Lord, that we remember all the many things that you've done for us. And so we are mindful tonight, Lord, of of the goodness that you provided as we think about all those on our prayer list. uh, Lord, we pray, God, that you continue to remind us, to prompt us to pray. Thank you for the body of Christ, the priesthood of believers uh, that does intercessory prayer. Lord, day and night, literally, uh, interceding on behalf of the body of Christ. Lord, I pray, God, that you would meet these needs as only you can. Lord, I pray, Lord, tonight as we look into the Word of God that you would be blessed and Lord, that you would get the honor and the glory in all that we do, whether we eat, drink, sing, praise you, give testimony, whatsoever we do, Lord, we ask that you'd be glorified. We thank you and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I'm going to take a moment, and I'm doing this for two reasons. One, we don't do a lot of just scripture reading. I'm going to read a passage of scripture from Second Samuel, chapter 22. And this is a is a is really a song of thanksgiving. And I thought, what a great way to kick this off. And then... After we sing our praise, I'll come back and do a little exposition, as is our is our custom, uh, from that passage. But we won't have time to digest this whole passage, uh, so I want to just read through it so we're familiar with it. And also, in honor of Thanksgiving, it's a Psalm of Thanksgiving uh, for God's powerful deliverance and manifold blessings. Psalm chapter twenty-two and verse one. The Bible says, "And David spake unto the Lord, the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies." And out of the hand of Saul, and he said, "'The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. "'The God of my rock, in him will I trust. "'He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, "'my high tower, my refuge, my savior. "'Thou savest me from violence. "'I I will call on the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. "'So shall I be saved from mine enemies.' When the waves of death come past me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell come past me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of the temple, out of, uh, and my cry did enter into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of heaven moved and shook because he was wroth. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured coals were kindled by it he bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet when he rode upon the cherub and did fly and he was seen upon the wings of the wind and he made darkness pavilions about him darkness or dark waters and thick clouds of skies through the brightness before him were coals of fire kindled the lord thundered from heaven And the Most High uttered His voice, and He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning and discomfited them. And the channels of the sea appeared, and the foundations of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of His nostrils. He sent from above, He took me, He drew me out of the many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, and from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands, he hath recompensed me. For I have kept thy ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me. As for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him and have kept myself from Mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in in, uh, his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the froward thou wilt show thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people thou wilt save, but thine eyes are upon the haughty, That Thou mayest bring them down, for Thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. For by Thee have I run through a troop, by my God have I leaped over a wall. As for God, His way is perfect, the word of the Lord is tried, He is a buckler to all them that trust in Him. For who is God? Save the Lord. And who is a rock? Save our God. God is my strength and power, and he maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet, and he setteth me upon high places. He teaches my hands to war, so that a bow of steel is broken in my arms. Thou hast also given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and destroyed them, and turned not again until I had consumed them. And I had consumed them and wounded them, that they could not arise. Yea, they are fallen under my feet. For thou hast girded me with strength to battle. Them that rose up against me hast thou subdued under me. Thou hast also given me the necks of mine enemies, that I might destroy them that hate me. They looked, they looked but there was none to save, even unto the Lord. But he answered them not. Then did I beat them as, a, as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the mire of the street, and did spread them abroad. Thou also hast delivered me from the strivings of my people. Thou hast kept me to be head of the heathen, a people which I knew not shall serve me. Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. As soon as they hear, they shall be obedient unto me. Strangers shall fade away, and they shall be afraid out of their uh, close places. The Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. It is God that avengeth me, And that bringeth down the people under me, and that bringeth me forth from mine enemies. Thou also hast lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, amongst the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. He is the tower of salvation for his king, and he showeth mercy to his anointed unto David and to his seed forevermore. Now I know that's a lot to, to read, but I wanted to take time to read that because it is again it's a it's a it's a prayer, uh, it's a song I should say rather of David. But if you read that and you think about that passage, you can see clearly that it's also a messianic prophecy of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And so, um, <clears throat> are you pointing at me, brother? Okay. <laughs> so uh, and so it's it's also if you know the Bible and you're redeemed, it's also you can see shadows of Joel chapter 2, and our own redemption, and our own return with the Lord Jesus Christ at His second coming. So there's a lot in this passage, we'll talk about that here in just a moment, but uh, before we do that I just want to go, uh, go ahead and, and turn it over to James. If you all would stand with me, let's uh, give the Lord praise, let's thank Him, and uh, because He's worthy of all the honor and glory tonight.
1: All right, well, hey, guys, welcome. You know, of all places and of all times, you could be anywhere, and we're here in the house of the Lord praising him and giving thanks. So um, <clears throat> let's give some thanks to him. And this song is called Give Thanks. I'm sure you guys know it. We haven't played it very often, but uh, it's, it's one that you guys could probably sing without me. So.
2: Give thanks With a grateful heart Give thanks To the Holy One Give thanks For He's he's given Jesus Christ His Son Sing it again Give thanks Because of what the Lord has done for us, Give give thanks, give thanks,
1: give
2: thanks.
1: Good and gracious King.
2: I approach the throne of glory. Nothing in my hands I bring, but the promise of acceptance from a good and gracious King. I will give to you my burden. As you give to me your strength Come and fill me with your spirit As I sing to you this praise You deserve the greater glory Overcome I lift my voice To the King in need of nothing Empty-handed I rejoice You deserve the greater glory Overcome with joy I sing By your love I am accepted You're a good and gracious king Oh, what grace that you would see me As your child, as your friend Safe, secure in you forever I pour out my praise again You deserve the greater glory Overcome with just my voice To the King in need of nothing Empty handed I rejoice You deserve the greater glory Overcome with joy I sing By your love I am accepted You're a good and gracious King
1: I know there's not a lot of us here, but let's lift this one up here.
2: Holy, holy, Lord Almighty, good and gracious, good and gracious. Holy, holy, Lord Almighty, good and gracious King. Holy, holy, Lord Almighty, good and gracious, good and gracious, holy, holy, Lord Almighty, good and gracious King. You deserve the greater. Overcome I lift my voice To the King in need of nothing Empty handed I rejoice You deserve the greater glory Overcome I my By your love I am accepted You're a good and gracious king You're a good and gracious king You're
1: a good and gracious king. Amen. I was at Aldi's last night and, <laughs> you know, crazy, crazy time. People shopping, going crazy. And, and I went to go get some popsicles from my daughter. And uh, there was one box left and there was a mom and a kid. And they grabbed the strawberry one. as the only one that I liked. And I was like, that's the last one that's left. And I was like, doe. And I looked and she turned around and she had a shirt on that said, Maybe today, Satan? And I was like, what? So I was like, God told me you needed those because I was wanting them. I wanted to mention to her so bad that, you know, Satan's probably already got her today. You know, that's the sad part. So good, good father. I'm so glad, you know, we tried to think of songs that would stick with the theme of being thankful and you know we don't really have a lot of songs that we sing other than give thanks and but you know i'm so glad he's a good good father to me because you know in a time when i need to be forgiven and i need to have a thankful heart i'm so glad he's there so let's sing good good father together
2: Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like But I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night And to tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone Searching for answers Far and wide But I know We're all searching for answers Only you provide Cause you know Just what we need Before we say a word Thank you You're a good, good father It's who you are Oh, this love so undeniable I, I can hardly speak Peace so unexplainable I, I can hardly think as you go me Deeper still as you go. me Deeper still as you call me Deeper still into love Love, love, love You're a good, good father It's who you are It's who you are It's who you are And I'm loved by you It's who I am It's who I am It's who I am you're good, good father It's who you are It's who you are It's who you are And I'm loved by you It's who I am It's who I am It's who I am You are perfect in all of your ways
1: I'm so glad that he is perfect for me because, man, my perfection is, as Paul said, but dung. Um, so, Sam, did we ever find that other hope of all hearts? No, no, never mind. We got it. All right. Capo one, guys. Capo uno. Because <clears throat> it really sounds bad when you start off on the wrong key and then you got to stop. And Yeah, so... It's good to start that right.
2: The world may fail, you will remain in the midst of the trial. You will always be,
1: I'll
2: sing. Our God never fails, our God never fails. With open light, you raise. When I'm grieving, there will be dancing, there will be singing of injustice. just. Our God never fails, our God never fails, praise in the morning, praise in the morning, praise in the evening, praise when I'm laughing, praise when I'm grieving, there will be dancing, Tell of our God The hope of all hearts The hope of all hearts is you Your love never fails Your love never fails In darkness In darkness In trial, my soul shall sing of his mercy and kindness. Our offering of praise. Our God never fails. Our God never fails.
1: In darkness of trial.
2: In darkness. In trial, my soul shall sing of his mercy and kindness. Our offering of praise. Our God never fails. Our God never fails.
1: that again. The hope.
2: The hope of all hearts. The hope of all hearts is you. Your love never fails. Your love never
1: fails the same yesterday today and forever lord we love you so much and we thank you for just bringing us here together uh as the verse says isaiah 26 3 i will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee lord help me keep my mind stayed on you in these hectic times lord remove from me the the fear and the unbelief and the doubt that things are going to work out lord because we know that that through all things um if you're in charge and you're in our hearts it's going to work together for good. And, uh, Lord, whatever that good might be, I can't see it right now. But I thank you for tonight, for the opportunity to hear a, uh, a message from a man of God, from the Word of God, for the people of God. And I'm just uh, I'm grateful that you would count me worthy to even be a part of your family. I just ask you to please watch over all of us here. Give us a good night. Give us traveling mercies tomorrow if we're going somewhere. Give us uh, mercies with our families so that we might be able to enjoy and, and speak about you being thankful for who you are in our lives so that we can just interject Christ into that conversation. I love you. I thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen. You may be seated. And as I mentioned earlier, if you have your Bibles, we turn to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 22 if you just came in. If you need a Bible, grab one from the seat rack in front of you, and uh, we will be on page 491, page 491 in those Bibles that are in the seat rack in front of you. And and so um, if you... Uh, are familiar with the Scripture, especially the New Testament, you're going to know that the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And so uh, Ephesians 5.20 says that we're giving to be giving thanks always uh, for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I've heard it said that, you know, we're called to be thankful in all things, but we're not called to be thankful for all things. Ephesians 5.20 makes it clear that we are to see all things in light of eternity, and so we know and believe that if the love of God uh, would allow it, and it will, all things do absolutely work together for good, according to Romans 8:28. And so it may take time, but like Joseph in the Old Testament, we will eventually be able to see the opportunity that comes even from the bad things that occur, because we uh, get to identify with the sufferings of Christ as we partake. Uh, of, his, of his sufferings, we understand more and more about him. And that, that, song, or that song I read from Second Samuel from David obviously was a historical uh, psalm, uh, so to speak. It was a song of David. But it's also prophetic in that it deals with the Lord Jesus Christ. And when we think about thanksgiving and we come together to remember the things that we're thankful for, the thing we're most thankful for, of course, is the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So being thankful in all things is where we start. But being thankful for all things is where we end. Have you ever thought about that? So being thankful in all things is where we start, but being thankful for all things is where we end. Because let's be honest, we're not always thankful for all things, right? Things happen, you wreck your car, this happens, that happens. You're like, ah, I'm frustrated in all things sometimes, right? But the truth is, is we start being thankful in all things ultimately. Ultimately, when we get to glory for sure, and even before that time, I think most of us, many of us have lived long enough to realize that when we trust God to be thankful in all things, eventually we can even be thankful for all things, even the bad things, right? Because of Romans eight twenty eight, if we love God, if we keep his commandments, we understand that God's able to be glorified in everything. And we call that oftentimes, I call that in people's lives, you know, people become trophies of grace, things that look like train wrecks, things that look like they were things that couldn't be salvaged. When God does salvage them, and his redemptive grace is upon him, you know what, then now we have something that was, uh, you know, really fit for dishonor, made honorable because of the goodness of the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice. If you go through Psalm 22, and I've read through it, but if you took time to really examine it, in all honesty, honesty, David couldn't claim a lot of those words that were there about his integrity, his uprightness, his goodness. We know David was a murderer uh, at length, ultimately, in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. The only man that can really claim every word of that psalm, every word of it, is our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It is a psalm. It is a song about his victory, uh, not only over the grave, but also over all the nations of the world, over all the kingdoms of the world. Ultimately, he will reign and rule in glory. So we have already read our text earlier. I'm not going to do that again. But I want to just pull out a few verses and just cap off what we have. I have a few minutes left here, and I just want to run through this outline you have and just point out a few things. So if you have your Bible here, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 1, it says, And David spake unto the Lord the, uh, the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of uh, my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. I'll tell you, there's some people today that need to be saved from violence. He goes on to verse four. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. And so the entire chapter can be summarized in the first four verses. But the details of the chapter are amazing as we see it uh, not only from a historical perspective, but also uh, clearly a doctrinal perspective as it propheti- prophetically speaks to our Lord Jesus and, sa- and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in His earthly ministry as well as His glorification and rule and reign on the planet in uh, days ahead. So this is a psalm of thanksgiving, and it is appropriate as we consider having perfect peace, uh, which comes from having our minds stayed on Christ, right? That's what our theme is this year, that we examine this passage tonight as we give thanks to our Lord uh, Jesus Christ for His goodness to us. So, point one in your outline: Thanksgiving occurs because of the powerful deliverance. The word there is deliverance of our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Samuel twenty-two and verse one: David spake unto the uh, unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies, not some of his enemies, but all his enemies, and out of the hand of Saul. Point A. This was a song of thanksgiving because David was delivered from all his enemies. David's enemies, well, frankly, they were Saul's enemies. Interestingly enough, Saul and David had the same enemies. First uh, Samuel 14 and verse 47 says, So Saul took the kingdom over Israel and fought against all his enemies on every side. And then they're listed there. Moab, right, the Moabites, against the children of Ammon, against Edom, right, the Edomites, Esau's kids. Moabites are Lot's kids. And against the kings of Zobah and against the Philistines. And whithersoever he turned himself, he vexed them. We don't always say a lot of good things about Saul, but that's actually a positive thing. Saul, there was a season in Saul's reign where he was actually about... "...the business of vexing the enemies of God." Those were his enemies, those were God's enemies. The Moabites, the Ammonites, the Edomites, the Zoabites, or Zoahites, and the Philistines um, uh, were not all of Israel's enemies. It also mentions David's enemies, right, were God's enemies. All right? So he's talking about all of his enemies. Those weren't the only enemies that the nation of Israel had. David also fought against the ancient enemies, right? Like the Girgashites, the Jebusites. Remember that story of Jebus? What an incredible victory that was. A stronghold, which is now Jerusalem. Nobody could penetrate it. Nobody could get in that fortress. And David shows up, he and his mighty men, and they they overthrow that city. Lickety-split, no problem at all. A picture of the Lord Jesus Christ when he returns once again and rules and reigns in Jerusalem. The Hittites, right? The Perizzites, the Hivites... They were down there, High v. The Jebusites, the Amorites. i mentioned missed the Jebusites twice. All right, so 1 Kings 9.20 says, And all the people that were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, which are not of the children of Israel. Right, that is speaking to those enemies, those ancient enemies that were around even after they went into captivity. They come out of captivity, and the Girgashites are still hanging around causing problems uh, for uh, some of the children of Israel. So those ancient old enemies, David was fighting those enemies of God. And by reason of our, our physical birth, beloved, tonight as we give thanks, and this is what this is about, what has that got to do with the price of tea in Harrisonville? Well, let me tell you, uh, you know, we have a physical birth, right, in Adam. We got enemies just because we're born of Adam. Even in our fallen state, we're a target for the for the, the, the devil. The world and the flesh and the devil... Uh, wreak havoc on us when we're lost right before we're even redeemed but once you get redeemed oh man you're double trouble to the adversary Uh, and so man i tell you we got a lot to be thankful for because we've entered into a battle with the ancient enemies of god just because we are of his seed think about that right david entered into this ancient battle because well he was the anointed right he was going to be the next king and he was engaged in these conflicts well guess what You've been born physically. That's part of it. Just because you are in Adam's race, I'm talking about your fallen state, you'll, you'll draw a flack. The devil hates humanity. If you haven't figured that out yet, just take a look around, right? On top of that, once you get saved, once you are born again and you have the seed, right? First Peter, we're born again by the word of God that effectually worketh within us that believe, right? So the word of God comes in us. Now we have the seed, Jesus Christ, in us. Now we've got all the ancient enemies, man, that are, that are at, uh, at against us. So we, we've stepped into this battle. And you know the good news, something we can be thankful for tonight. The Bible tells us in Ephesians six twelve, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and against powers and against the rulers of the darkness of this world, uh, <clears throat> against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know, our nation, though uh, far from perfect, has had a respite in regard to outright rebellion against God. And his word for just about 200 years. And then starting early in the 20th century, uh, things started to change as we were now experiencing the fruit of rationalism and uh, humanistic religious zeal that swept across Europe and Russia and China in the 20th century. Now, there's been a, a you know, there's been no total victory because credit was not given to God, Right? after World War II, after World War I, credit wasn't really given to to God. It was given to, well, the West, given to America, right? Given to whoever, you know, became the next economic power. Uh, Democracy and capitalism were, you know, the things that have been promoted uh, to bring about the utopian, supposedly utopian um, uh, systems around the world. Now, obviously they're good, but they can't function properly without God. Right? This nation doesn't function properly without God, both, uh, both of which, the capitalism or the democracy, neither one of those function properly without God governing the hearts of the people in a republic form of government. Noah Webster said this, and many of you know him. This is uh, Noah Webster who penned the dictionary, Noah Webster, right? He was also an American patriot. He said, "...the Christian religion in its purity is the basis or rather the source of all genuine freedom in government." Not just in the United States, in general, right? I'm persuaded that no civil government of the of a republic form can exist and be durable in which the principles of that religion have not a controlling influence. He's saying that the people that are governed must be under the influence, not not of alcohol, not of the internet. They got to be under the influence of God for it to work properly in a republic form of government. Uh, Fisher uh, Ames, he's a founding father and framer of the First Amendment. I think many of us... I'm really fond of the First Amendment, especially tonight. You know, I'm glad I can get up and say what I want. He says, The known prosperity of a democracy is to licentiousness, which the ambitious uh, call and the ignorant believe to be liberty. That's very insightful. Why? Because he's saying democracy, in essence, in its purest form is what? Mob rule. And humanity, that's not governed by Christianity, by Christ... Uh, is just going to degenerate. So, democracy in and of itself, he says, is dangerous. Why? Because you put the power into the mob. Benjamin Rush said this 1745 to 1813. He's a founding father and signer of the Declaration of Independence. A simple democracy is the devil's own government. And ironic, you have people saying, It's the end of democracy. Well, that may or may not be a bad thing. Really, the issue is where's Jesus in all this? That's really what's at stake. Where's Jesus in government? And it needs to be in the, the people that uh, are being governed. So I'm thankful. I am thankful that God has not given us the spirit of fear and that he has provided us the whole armor of God. That's one of the things I'm thankful for. I'm thankful that he has made us, the church, the pillar and ground of the truth. I'm thankful that we have the burden and the responsibility and the privilege to be salt and light, right? To, to make a difference in a, in a dark world. Ephesians 6:13 says wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the, evil, in the evil day and having done all to stand. So I'm thankful. I hope you're thankful for the armor of God, the whole armor of God. You know why? Cuz it can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Man, hallelujah. That's something I'm thankful for. David had a lot of enemies. Saul had a lot of enemies, but ultimately Man, they were successful, picturing Christ who's conquered all our enemies. I'll get to that in just a minute. Point B, this was a song of thanksgiving because David was delivered from all his enemies. But it also says, and Saul. I love the way God phrases that. He was delivered from out of the hand of all his enemies, comma, at the end of verse 1, and out of the hand of Saul. You know, the way God has phrased that for us, it lets us know that Saul was not David's enemy. Now you say, wait a minute, he wanted to kill David. Yes, that's all true. But he was not David's enemy. Saul was David's king, not his enemy, even though he was treated poorly by him. And Saul saw David as an enemy. When David had a chance to slay Saul at the urging of his own men, he did not because it would have dishonored God. It would have dishonored the office that he himself was anointed to take. And it would have been rebellion against Saul, who was the, at that time still the rightful king. And I'm not saying that's true. I'm saying that's what the Bible says is true. Even Saul himself recognized this. The Bible says in 1 Samuel chapter 24, and verse 17, after David had opportunity to slay Saul, after he was urged by his buddies, by the men that followed him, you know, there he is, he's yours, go get him. He didn't do it. And Saul said this, and he said to David, thou art more righteous than I. For thou hast rewarded me good, whereas I have rewarded thee evil. And thou hast showed this day how thou hast dealt well with me. For as much as when the Lord had delivered me into thine hand, thou killest me not. For if a man find his enemy, will he let him go well away? Wherefore, the Lord reward thee good, for uh, for that thou hast done unto me this day. You know what? He didn't treat him like his enemy. He chose to treat him as a king. He honored him, and God honored David. Of course, God would take care of Saul later. That's a whole other story. But the point is, the text is very clear in who his enemies were. You know what? It's good to know who your enemies are and who they're not. Amen? It gives you clarity. It's something to be thankful for. Point C, this this Thanksgiving, we can be thankful because God has delivered us from all our enemies. And I've been alluding to this verse already, but Romans eight thirty six says, As it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long, we are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I don't know if some of you may have Twitter and follow my account. I retweeted a, uh, a, uh, a recent, I think it was yesterday or the day before, a young pastor getting beaten in India, you know. And, um, you know, that brother, I felt bad for him. Um, and it's a tough deal. The whole village showed up. He was preaching. Uh, they came, and it was probably Sunday, I'm guessing. It was probably this last Sunday um, is where the video is from. But it made its way here to the States. The pastor put it out. And he's getting beat with canes, as they do oftentimes. Um and it's, he's in the hospital now. And it doesn't look like he's victorious. It doesn't look like God's winning. But I promise you, God's winning. And even in that case, Romans 8, 36 through 39 is effective. And even in that case, he's more than a conqueror, even if he dies. And that's why Romans 8 says, uh, For thy sake we are killed all the day long. You know what? Not even death can take away our victory. I Man, what an incredible hope we have. That's what makes. That's what makes Christians... So dangerous <laughs> because we have hope beyond the grave. We have power beyond this life. Jesus will put all enemies under his feet. First Corinthians 15:25 says, For he must reign till he hath put all enemies under his feet. This Psalm chapter 22 is actually just accounting for that. Literally, it's looking through time and space and giving account of the very thing that First Corinthians 15 is speaking about. God has gotten complete victory all over all his enemies. The last enemy, it says in verse 26 of 1st Corinthians 15, that shall be destroyed is, is death. That last enemy will be put down. In first, in Revelation 20 in verse 13, it says, "And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works." There's only two religions, right? In the Bible, there's works and there's grace. One is The only way to get to heaven is through grace. But many times people try to work their way into God's righteousness. It's not possible. But praise God, you know what? Uh, death and hell will be delivered up and cast into the lake of fire. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. Now, this hasn't happened yet. This is coming in the future. But this is what's called the second death. So we either die once and are born twice or we're born once and we die twice. And so it goes on to say, and whosoever was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. I'm thankful tonight because I identify not with death, but with life. And all those that hate God love death. But man, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ were thankful because even in death we have life. It doesn't matter. We are victorious is what the Bible teaches us. Praise God for that. Point two, thanksgiving is found through our personal relationship with Christ Jesus. It doesn't stop there. As David goes on, says, and he said, the Lord is my Rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Right, the God of my rock is Him. In Him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation. My high tower, my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. You know, in this passage, David is accounting these eight eight things that he possessed through his relationship with the Lord. There's eight things that he possessed with his in his relationship with the Lord. First, he says, "The Lord is my rock." You know, Second Samuel 22 and verse 2, it's also verse 3. He also mentions it at the end of the text in verse 47. It says, And the Lord liveth, and blessed be my rock, and exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. You know, First Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 11 says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Is he your foundation tonight? Amen. I sat across the table uh, with someone today, and I said, Is Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, are you really saved? And this this uh, this person, I won't say who it is, but anyway, that's a question that that uh, I don't need the right answer. I need to, you need to know the right answer. Is he your foundation? I got a good response and I pray that was true. But you know what? Beloved, we got to build on that foundation. Gold, silver, precious stones, right? Not wood, hay, and stubble. I'm thankful we got a foundation and I'm thankful for all of us that are building, uh, that are adding gold, silver, and precious stones. But you know what? I'm also thankful for. Even if tonight you're putting wood hay and stubble on it, which I doubt it because you're here on Wednesday night, right? Uh, but I, you know what? You can you can change that if you're breathing. And I'm thankful for opportunity, opportunity to build upon the foundation of Christ. First Corinthians ten verse four says, and as he's talking about Israel, it says they all drank of that spiritual drink, and they all drank of that spiritual. Rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. Talking about Israel as they came out of the, the wilderness and went through the Red Sea. What followed them? Well, the pillar, uh, in the the pillar of fire at night and the cloud during the day. Well, that's what it says in the Old Testament, but we get to the Old New Testament. It says, Oh, that was the rock that followed them. Well, that rock was not Dwayne Johnson, man. That was Jesus Christ, right? The rock was not around back then. The real rock is Jesus Christ. He was following them through the wilderness. He is our rock. Point two, the Lord is my fortress. When you think of a fortress, it's like protective walls. I think about the book of Nehemiah, right? I'm thankful for the protection that the Lord provides. It's not just a fortress that's shut up, right? There's, in, in Nehemiah, there's 10 gates. There's gates to come in and gates to go out, right? There's the gates in, the, in that fortress. The Lord is my deliverer, it says in verse 2. You know, in Exodus chapter 12, when Israel partook of the Passover, they crossed through the Red Sea. And that Passover is what is a, is a picture right there in Exodus chapter 12 that, that, that lamb was slain, that blood went over the door, that meal was shared with anybody who was willing to go, and, and even the, the neighbor. If you had too much, bring your neighbor in, right? Just like the gospel, it's meant to be shared. And that death angel, death angel passed over the nation of Israel. And then the next thing you know, they're up and they're moving and they're going through the Red Sea crossing and their enemies are being destroyed. Man, the Lord... He is our He is our shield. He is our He is our deliverer. Uh, I got ahead of myself. First Corinthians five seven says, "Purge out therefore the old leaven, that ye may be a new lump, as ye are unleavened. For even Christ is our Passover. He is sacrificed for us. You know, Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that He's my Passover. Are you thankful that He's your Passover? He's your Passover. He is your Passover Lamb. He is your pa- He is everything. He's the one that delivers you from this world through the, through the Red Sea crossing, a picture of baptism. All of those things are incredible pictures of what Jesus Christ has provided. Point four, the Lord is my shield. Our shield quenches, as we've already talked about in Ephesians 6.16. The shield of faith, right? Taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench how many fiery darts? All. Aren't you thankful that you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked? How many of you feel like you're in a battle some days, right? You walk out these doors. Here's an oasis. You get out in the out in the street, and it's like, oh man, hey, make sure you take your sword. Aren't you thankful you got a sword, or not a sword? Yes, your sword. Take your shield. That is just perfunctory. I always take my sword, but also my shield. Uh, Take that shield so that you can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Now, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So you're not going to have the shield of faith if you don't have the words of faith. And then the fifth thing is this is subtle. But it's different. There's salvation, and then there is um, at the end. We'll get to uh, savior. So in number, uh, number, uh, number five says, "The Lord is my salvation." Second Samuel, it, it's found in verse uh, 22, chapter twenty-two, and verse three. And also, that is also found in verse forty-seven in Exodus five fifteen. There, uh, Moses has a song of deliverance. It says, "Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord." And spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown down into the sea. The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will prepare him a habitation. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. Man, they are excited because God has delivered them. Are you glad that God has delivered you? I mean, that's something to be thankful for tonight. Philippians 119, Paul writing, says, For I know this, that this shall turn to my salvation through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. I know Amy and I and Elizabeth and Samuel, we've experienced not salvation like from eternal death, Uh, we have done that too, but I mean just practically too. This church is like our salvation. The prayers that come when El's sick, people are are getting a hold of us and lifting us up in prayer, they're helping us out. And the body, you know, Dottie, Dottie Bartlett, she's like, oh, I'm so thankful for the church. She's laid up with her foot and people are bringing her meals and she's encouraged. She was discouraged, but then she's encouraged. Dottie uh, or Bobby Blaine, a lot of, there's, there's a lot of opportunity for discouragement. But you know what? Not all salvation is just eternal life salvation. That's obviously the most important issue. But also when you're plugged into the body of Christ, you experience kind of another type of salvation, Salvation from depression, salvation from despair, salvation from a lot of the weights that you would bear without the help of the body, right? And so the body of Christ helps bear the weight. Bear you one another's burdens and so fulfill all the law. I just helped a guy. I had to get my my garage door replaced, you know. And so this guy, he's bigger than me, but I could tell he wasn't up for lifting my garage door without the garage door opener. You know what? So as he started lifting it, I could tell he was struggling. So I jumped down and I helped him lift it. You know, I was bearing that burden. Why? Because he didn't He didn't really look like he was in any shape to do it alone. And so that's what we do in the body of Christ. <coughs> we help save people's backs. <laughs> so we help save one another from some of the burdens uh, that might put us out otherwise. But God's always there. But you know what? Some of the ways that God meets our needs is through the body of Christ. Point six, the Lord is my high tower. Man, he is our place of safety. When you think about a high tower... Uh, This isn't a a tower that's going to fall. This is a strong tower. In Judges 9, there's a story of this man named Abimelech, and he's charging this city. He's a type of the Antichrist. And uh, it says there was a strong tower in Judges 9.51 within the city, and thither fled uh, all the men and the women and all the city and shut it uh, to them and got them up to the top of the tower. They were getting as far away uh, from this man as they could, getting up in the tower. Abimelech thinks he has a solution for that. So it says, And Abimelech came into the tower and fought against it and went hard into the door of the tower to burn it with fire. He's like, I'm going to burn these people out. And a certain woman, not even giving her name, a certain woman cast a piece of millstone upon Abimelech's head and all to break his skull. Then he called hastily unto the young young man, his armor-bearer, and said unto him, Draw thy sword and slay me, that the men say not of me. A woman slew him. He's pretty prideful, isn't he? He's a type of the Antichrist because in the tribulation, the Antichrist, he feigns his death with a head wound, right? And then he resurrects Satan and you know, uh, possesses him and he becomes, that's the midpoint of the tribulation. So you can see that picture, right? Saul, type of the Antichrist, he killed himself. Again, it was a, it was a situation where he didn't want people to get a hold of him And so there's that pride driving those men in their own destruction. A woman slew him, and his young men thrust him through, and he died. And when the men of Israel saw that Abimelech was dead, they departed every man into his place. And so Jesus, he is our high tower. Psalms 18 says this in verse 2, And the Lord is my rock, we talked about that, and my fortress, and my deliverer, uh, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, Right? That's someone like swashbuckler, someone who fights for us. And the horn of my salvation, like a ram's horn, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. Are you glad tonight that the Lord is your high tower? I mean, you can't get any higher than the third heaven, and that's where we are going to reside. Hallelujah. I mean, that is awesome. So point seven, the Lord is my refuge. He's my refuge. Psalm 57 in verse one, be merciful unto me, O God. Be merciful unto me, for my soul trusteth in thee. Yea, in the shadow of, the, of thy wings will I make my refuge until thou, uh, till these calamities be overpassed. Sometimes you just got to go under his wings and let him protect you. Psalms chapter 91 and verse 8, Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see reward of the wicked. Verse 42 of Psalms 94, Lift up thyself and judge of the earth. Render uh, a reward to the proud. Hebrews 6.18 that by two immutable things in which it is impossible for God to lie we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. You know what? Our refuge is with Jesus Christ. He is where we hide ourselves. He is the place in which uh, we go. He is high and lifted up. The Lord is my Savior. Verse 8. Now what's the difference? There's salvation and Savior. Well one is is what occurs to us, but one is a person, right? He is personally my Savior. Uh, and Luke one forty seven says, And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. I like Luke one forty seven. Why? Because it equates Jesus Christ, who is the Savior, as being God, God the Savior. Jesus Christ is our Savior. God is our Savior. Hallelujah. And as we conclude here in the third point, Thanksgiving is, is proclaimed through our perpetual fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, verse. as you go on down to verse 4, he says, I will call on the Lord. Notice he says, I will call on the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of death come past me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell come past me about. The snares of death prevented me. Notice in verse 7, In my distress I called upon the Lord and, and uh, cried to my God, and he did hear my voice, out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. You see, beloved, there's a couple of things going on here. In verse fifty of this same text, you go all the way to the end, and he says, Therefore I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, I will sing praises unto thy name. In the passage I just pointed out in verse four, he says, I will call. I'm going to do it. But then when you get down to verse seven, he says, In my distress, I called. Right, you know what? You know that God is always there for you. I was talking to a member uh, of our church who used to be involved in in a, in a Satan covenant, and so and he was telling me about the the power of of you know uh, the occult, and there's real power there. But he says, you know what? When I was in the occult, uh, he goes, it was you never ever ever knew if you were going to get the power, and when things were down, the power was never there. Right? You could be used and you could, there's power, but it was never consistent. And you could never count on it. He says, man, since I've been in Christ, he goes, it doesn't matter where I'm at. When I call upon the name of the Lord, he is there. You know what? I will call and I have called, right? I called on, I've called on the name of the Lord March 25th, 1987, and he saved me. But you know what? I call on him every day. Why? Because we're in a battle. I'm thankful I can call upon the name of the Lord. Point A, I will call on the Lord. I will call on the Lord. Point B, I have called upon the Lord. And point C, this is real quick because I've got to be done. Therefore, I will give thanks unto the Lord. You know what, beloved? Because we have called upon the name of the Lord and because we do call upon the name of the Lord, there's coming a day, not only now are we thankful, but when we get to eternity, we'll look back on these days. And we'll be, like the, we'll be like the psalmist in Psalm cha- or in Second um, Samuel chapter 22. And we'll look back on all that God has done. And we will see all the glory and all the victory and all the promises. And you know what? There will be so much. I was thinking about this chapter. This is attributed to David. But again, as I mentioned, if you took the time, and it's a lot to read, and you read through every verse, and you think about that in a historical concept, there is no way in the world David had the character that is portrayed in that. But you know what has been imputed to him? Because his sins are as far away as the east is from the west. Beloved, in our flesh dwells no good thing. But because of Christ, because you called on the name of the Lord, and because you continue to call on the name of the Lord, man, we give thanks tonight, but we're also going to give thanks for eternity because he's imputed his righteousness to us. And as I alluded in my introduction, even some of these passages about leaping over a wall and keeping our feet from slipping, I believe when we get to glory someday, we'll look back at this passage. And not only will we see the strength of Jesus Christ who who embodies every bit of that chapter, and we'll see the incredible grace of God in David's life who literally did those things, I think physically probably did those things through God's power. But we'll look back on our own life and we'll see ourselves, Joel chapter 2, Coming as a unit, going over walls, coming back to restore a kingdom, being God as victor, seeing him take care of death and hell, all of these things that are yet before us. We believe all that because we got a Bible, and we believe it by faith. I call upon the Lord, I will call upon the Lord. And beloved, I pray tonight that we give him glory and honor. So I want to do this in conclusion, and then I want to have a word of prayer. Just want to give I'm a little over time. Um, I'm, I'm, uh, it says I'm 14 minutes over. So that's really over time. So, um, so I really need to be quick, but I just want to give just a sentence praise. Are there any praise Thanksgiving you want to give tonight to the Lord? You don't have to, because I got to keep moving anyway. Anybody for your church family. Amen. That's normally what I do is go around any other any other thanks you want to give thanks to God publicly? I won't even use the mic cuz I'll just we can just yell it out. Anybody else? Yeah. Amen. That's something to be thankful for. Praise God. Yeah, you're healing. I'm thankful for my daughter. Yeah, she's hopefully going to keep getting better. Amen. Isn't it good to know He hears? I was encu- so encouraged by that testimony about the difference between the power of darkness and the power of light. Not that I doubted it, but it's just cool to hear that. And, this, and I know it myself. It's it's true. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Thank you, Bobby. We love you. <laughs> All right, Bobby. Bobby Watkins is watching us. Or not Bobby Watkins, sorry, Bobby uh or uh Blaine. Bobby Blaine, sorry. So that's not a bad problem to mess up, but I'm frail. Pray for my brain, it's weak. Amy can attest to that. Amen. We're thankful for the strength that he's helped you have too. You're an example of the believers. I appreciate, appreciate all y'all. It's, uh, you're encouraging. Yeah. Amen. She's investing in the school and those students. Very good. Amen. It's good to be thankful. The opposite of Thanksgiving is ingratitude. We got to get more Thanksgiving songs, James. I mean, that's important. All right. Anyone else? Yes, ma'am. Oh, We appreciate that. Amen. Yeah, I was just sharing with someone today the you know the the three things right the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and the local New Testament church. Guys, I'm so thankful for those three things. I don't care who you are, I don't care what you're what you're doing. If you don't have those things operating in your life, man, it is bad news, and it's bad news for everybody else that you're touching. So praise God for those things. I'm very thankful for that. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's have a, because I am a little over. If there's no one else, no one else. One more time across. Bueller. All right. Yes, ma'am. Amen. Me too. You know, as as just as, and I'll just kind of, if you got anything else, just let me know. But uh, as you think about this church, I'm just so so thankful God's not only seen us, you know, from the first day till now. But when you look at just this year, the things he's blessed us with, I think we're up to probably 40,000 plus Bibles bound. Uh, I mean, that's a lot. He's opening doors. There's more orders coming in, opportunities all the time. Uh, In spite of ourselves, we've been able to take some mission trips um we just had a great trip to Mammoth. you know god is good uh, uh, we you know the budget we've god's gonna you know it looks like we'll meet our budget for this year i mean there's just a lot of things just just practically just the fact that uh you know we're still discipling quite a few people just had a few more people sign up today that's the main thing is making disciples god is we've never let off even through covid never took our foot off the pedal on making disciples that's that's a, that is a testimony to y'all I don't disciple everybody. You guys do. And so uh, praise God for that. There's been a lot of death. A lot of people in our church hurting. But God's sustaining them. You know, I, and I can, you know, I don't have to recount all the different folks. But, but uh, man, I'm thankful for the love of the body of Christ. God's really uh, showing himself strong. I think you had your hand up. Amen. That's so sweet. Thank you, Leela. We appreciate that. So, yeah, I, I'm, very, I'm very encouraged in the Lord and I'm thankful for him. I, I chose this passage because I do know that it seems at times like life's a battle, like there's a lot of things. But when you really analyze those things that David listed, we have all those same attributes already in our possession that we can thank the Lord for and we can praise him for. And because of that, as I mentioned the last verse, or not the last verse, but there at the end, verse 50, therefore, right, therefore, because of everything that goes before, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. And praise God for that. Well, let's do this. Let's have a word of prayer, and uh, and then we will be dismissed. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the opportunity just to take a moment and praise you and thank you, give you honor and glory. We're thankful for these testimonies, these short sentence testimonies that have been offered up. Lord, we're thankful for those like Lila and uh, and Dottie that are watching online and and uh, and Bobby, Blaine and others, Lord. And, and uh, we just pray, Heavenly Father, uh, that you continue to, to minister to them. Uh, Lord, thank you, Lord, for the all the different uh, answered prayers in this room, just in this room tonight. And, and Lord, just in general, how you have already delivered us because we called upon you. And Lord, we will call upon you again because we understand that you put us in play, you put us in motion, and right now we are in a great conflict between light and darkness and good and evil. And thanksgiving is so important that we remember, uh, Lord, that we've already won, that we are more than conquerors, even when we're slain, even when we're like that poor pastor in India, Lord, that is uh, identifying with your sufferings and identifying with your reproach. Lord, we pray for men like that that are all over this world and women and families that are suffering in that way. And Lord, we pray for them tonight. We thank you for the freedoms that we enjoy. But even if we didn't have them, Lord, I pray, God, that we would be just as faithful as our brothers in other locations, Lord, that that show us what it is to serve you under any circumstance. Oh, Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the great liberty that you've given us. We're thankful for this great nation that you placed us in. And we're thankful for the reality that we are here to make a difference. We're here to be salt and light in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation. Lord, I pray, God, that you continue to, to bless the discipleship ministry, uh, the ministry of publishing the Word of God uh, through the preaching of the Word of God, through the printing of the Word of God, uh, through the praise of the Word of God. Lord, that's actually what this psalm is about. This, this, me, this passage is also about singing your praises and being thankful. Oh, Heavenly Father, we lift up our voices to you in praise. We lift them up in prayer and thanksgiving. And Lord, as we go to spend time with our families tomorrow Many of us will go different places and we'll be all about Even tonight, there's work to be done by many in this room. And Lord, as they're doing that work, as they're looking at the clock, as they're going to maybe be a little tired in the morning, as they as they got all the, 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 the busyness of this holiday, Lord, I pray, God, that you just give each and every one of us an opportunity just to rejoice in you and the thanksgiving that we have and what this holiday is about historically, about God's provision in the midst of a very difficult time, Lord, and how God, there was a brotherly kindness of sorts that was given from the indigenous people, a welcoming, a provision, a showing how to harvest crops in this soil, a bounty of venison at a time when they needed to have food. Lord, after many deaths, after many discouragements, Lord, there was a little light, there was a little levity, there was, a, there was hope. Oh, Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for the hope that we have in Christ We're thankful for how you take us through dark days and bring us into sunny days. And we know that when there's more dark days, we'll call upon you again. And Lord, we look forward to that great and bright day when you come and catch us away. And that day of the Lord when we rule and reign with you and we look back on all of these things and we once again lift up our voice and rejoice. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us play these things out in time and eternity. We thank you and we praise you tonight and we ask your blessing upon this evening in Jesus' name, amen.